Hi people, I'm Modoni, I'm Caroline, Diana, I'm Sally, and together we are SOS Dadas! <laughs> Hi Sally! <laughs> Welcome back to a new episode on SOS Dadas. I'm so glad to have you guys back. This month we are handling something called healthy relationships. And I think every time people hear relationships, we all get excited, right? Mm. We want to know what's going on. Okay, but this time it's more on to making sure that we are are relating. Okay, we relate with people every day. Whether it's our friends, it's our family, whether it's boys we like whether it's you know our bosses business partners yeah but how do we maintain a situation where we don't feel like these relationships are draining us mm. but we always feel rejuvenated right mm. because i mean you can't go through life in a like a hermit okay they're there but you don't always end up in a cave at one point or another you're going to have to deal with different people mm. so in my mind i've broken it down to like the three key things will be communication me you know time and patience, love and forgiveness. Mm. Maybe Dee can give us an idea of how communication is prudent to a healthy relationship. I think in the African context, it's a bit hard. Okay. Because, let me say, you know, you grow up in a culture, don't speak until you're spoken to. You know, we grow up in a culture, unless you're, you know your parents are highly, you know, um, have grown up in a most traditional setups. Yeah. Children don't have their voice. Because they are, they are taught, you know, even in a space, nobody's asked, you know, what's your idea of something? You will yeah. implement mommy or daddy's idea, mm. you know? And and I think that how you grow up will determine how you'll communicate as an adult. Mm. And that's just the truth. Because some people are more caged because when they were growing up, you know, when you're growing up, when your mother beats you, keep quiet, don't cry, you know? But unalia. You know, you want to be beaten, you're crying, but they want you to be silent. Yes, you cry. Exactly. And you're inflicting pain. Exactly, which is supposed to remove noise from and your tears. And tears. Eh? Yeah. So we grow up very, very constricted and not expressing our feelings, mm. you know. And and so even if anything good or bad are to happen to you, you share in the joy alone. So it becomes easier for you to communicate with strangers than as opposed to people who are closer to you in your home and mm. and and who 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 are your loved ones. Yet they know you intimately. They I mean they've seen you grow up, but mm. it's because of your experience as a young person. Yeah. You know. And that definitely affects that that relationship. Because sometimes I remember, you know, when my brother I used to always say, How comes we get to the last people who hear things about you, Diana? But I mean that does not mean I grew up in a family where people talk. Like I, my brothers are very open. There are people who they have girlfriends. They took them home. You know, they said, uh, you know, so they were very. But for me, I think I've always grown up. I think for me, it's more of my personality. I, I, by the time I speak, I have deciphered and you know dotted, crossed the T's in my head by the time it comes out, you know, in my space, and that definitely affects because the people who are intimate with you are not. They don't want to know because at at they, they they want to victimize you because they want to grow you. But we find it hard that that's somebody close to you and they hurt you. It hurts more because in your mind you're like you should have known better. Don't you know me better? You know what I like. You know what I don't like. But when they hurt you, it's it's deeper than a stranger hurting you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think um, the one thing I would say about communicating better in such a setup for people who are in such a setup, 
would be learn to be transparent. What's the difference between transparency and honesty? Honesty is if I ask you, did you do this? You say yes or no. When you're transparent, you give information freely without being asked. Mm. You know, it's like seeing through a glass. True. You know, it's it's transparent. It's like here I am. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say. And I'll give an example for that. Um, I think in my podcast, what is coming a lot clear is that I've been a lot in a situationship. Those <laughs> once in in one of my situationship, you know, it reached a point of, I was done. Like, and my mother was the last person to know. And I remember we were in the gym. Then we were walking. Uh, I decided to walk that day. And then we began to walk. And then I just decided to tell her about my experience. And it was such a nice moment because she actually listened. She gave me her experience. At even me, Aki, there was a time, this person before your father. I'm like, even you had a life. Before, everyone seems job. like, yeah, they, they met the, the first one at the first go and they got married. Eat and go. Yeah, and Eat for and me, run. it was such a blessing to hear my mom give me, share with me her experience. But you see, I had to be desperate. I had to decide to be vulnerable. Mm. And we have to realize that they are human too. And they want us to be their go-to people. Mm. So let's not go to quote-unquote outside people who may not even know us the way our parents or our brothers and sisters know us. But these people, when we are transparent with them, they have so much wealth of information, you know, to give us. And they give us at that level. Sometimes we feel like they'll victimize you or they'll go like, how could you have been so dumb to do that? Actually, people outside can be dumb to tell you that. But people in the home will be like, imagine, don't worry, this is what you can do. So for me, learning to be transparent, freely give information without being asked makes that that channel of communication much easier to penetrate. But when we withhold, when we wait to be asked to say, then the, there's always the barrier for, don't you trust the person who knows you better? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've never thought about communication and discipline being the one thing that sometimes the reason why we don't know how to communicate is because we were being disciplined. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's because you go like, so you just say, and then you realize before, when you just say, a beating follows. Yeah. So it's very interesting about that, how we need to like be careful like when we're talking, are we not disciplining or correcting somebody is that we seem to be able to leave them with an essence of being able to communicate yeah. as opposed to like completely instilling discipline that they lose their voice. I think for me that's the one thing. I remember when I told you, I think a year ago in 2018, the one thing I wanted to do was find my voice. Yes. And it's not because... You wrote you about know, it somewhere. Did I? Yeah. In a, I think your journal or something that uh, you read it. And I really wanted to find my voice so that... Not that I don't speak. I'm a very chatty person. But it helps you to be able to speak inner things that you don't normally do. Mm. And doing it with your loved ones is so important. I think we took on the same challenge that year because if suddenly you realize, yes, I may be chatty, but every time something is being done to me, I don't speak mm. out. You know, it's like I will let you kalia me, finilia me, abuse me, and it will be like, it's okay, it's fine, it is well, move on. But I think when we finally did try doing that last year and trying to find our voices, every time somebody would come for you and it wasn't appropriate, we weren't rude. But we were clear to speak out and say, that is not right. Exactly. You can't come into my space and mm -hmm. steal my joy. Mm -hmm. And you're, ve in your, in your, in your very own right to pull that, yeah. to, to say that. Because if you don't, you end up feeling so stressed out by this relationship. Because I feel like you're always taking, taking, taking. Mm -hmm. yes. And I expect you to figure it out, that you're always taking for me. You should actually be able to understand that you're taking and draining me. Yes, but the things, if I don't tell you that, how will you know? Mm. You understand? Very very, because if you tell somebody you love them much, I feel like they, they actually, first of all, the first thing they do is they look at you in shock. Mm -hmm. 
Like, when did I do that? When did you feel like I was doing that? You know? So it's really important that, that you find your voice and you learn how to communicate clearly and calmly and not in a rude way so that so that even they don't feel like they're also losing their voice so that you can find like a, be- a beautiful way for maintaining a healthy relationship because some relationships just fail because no one was talking you know mm-hmm. if i didn't tell you how i was feeling that i was feeling lonely another one is just thinking why are they always hiding in a corner things break just because no one spoke up yeah and I think also there's a, a lot of what Diana talked about, the culture. We are, we are Africans. We're used to sweeping things under the carpet. When things are not pleasant, we do not address them. Yeah. So actually, like, I've always grown up people telling me, Caroline is so blunt, but I'm like, wait, you want me to lie to you? But it's the culture of sweeping things under the carpet that will make people feel that. I don't need to talk about it, because if I talk, I'll be labeled blunt, and blunt is wrong. Yeah. But for me, me ugly. as opposed to giving me kisses behind my back with lies. Okay. But Carol, you're blunt. <laughs> but do that's you a fact. Be, you don't be lied to. No, no, but I mean, we came to appreciate it because you realize I'd rather have deal with that than not know what I'm doing to somebody else. That's that's true. Okay, today the, pl- the planes, eh? We just... I think it's a lot of flights uh, picking off and uh, landing really Yeah, time. yeah. Okay, Sally, so let's think about time and patience. How does that help in building a healthy relationship? The song that has just come to my ha- to my mind is... There's always a song with Sally. I know. You always get a song from me. Love takes time to heal. Love takes time to heal. You guys don't know your word classic yeah, songs I yeah i love songs for songs so that song means a lot time after you've identified um the communication aspect of in a relationship very effective you need to take it take time you know take time to to heal and to get to know and to digest the information that you've received so when when specifically you think of time time also comes with patience so it's they, they correlate together so i think um i'd like to relate this to a verse that i've i've, I've, I've found in the bible that in hebrews 10:36 that says for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of god ye might receive the promise so in order for you to receive the promise you have to have patience yeah right so specifically the pro- the promise here in the context of uh, happy healthy relationships is the promise of true honest um intimate relationships with whoever you're in a relationship with so the time aspect and the and and the aspect of patience is a big <coughs> important factor and so a moment usually like when you get upset i'm thinking now in a sense that you're upset with somebody our first kernel nature is to you want to run onto them but a moment of patience in a moment of anger saves you a hundred moments of regret yeah who can't testify there that's so true no one can't you you know that moment of anger you just decided to 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 speak on impulse based on feelings so when you look at things to do with time and patience in a healthy relationship factor in the aspect that you're human you have chances of getting angry and lashing out but just know that patience is there for you to take a step back say whoa what is going on here and what is at stake so again you the value of the relationship am i going to use this bout of anger to damage my entire relationship with time of the amount of time i've built with this person or am i going to take a walk come back you know those situations you're told just you're better off taking walk a walk off. yeah walk it off taking a walk and then coming back and dealing with it mm-hmm. and basically still under the factor of time and patience i think that a strong relationship requires a choice where you choose to love 
each other, especially in the moments that are of struggling. Um, when you struggle with one another, like you choose love. So love is the basis for the relationship. So when you're thinking about being patient with somebody and, and taking time to, to forgive them, you know, as we said earlier, you need to have, give people the benefit of doubt. And when you look at patience um, and the amount of patience that even, as we said earlier, God has had patience with you. You have messed up. You still mess up. You will mess mm. up. Yeah. But God, the ultimate person who has the complete right to be pissed at you, yes. mm. to hold hundreds of grudges against you, knowingly or unknowingly, you have offended God. So if he can have patience, he's not destroyed us with fire and brimstone as he did at the time for Sodom and Gomorrah. He's not doing it again. He said he never will. And so when it comes to looking at... um the ultimate guidebook when it comes to patience, especially in a loving relationship, because I believe all relationships should be based on love. Mm. I don't think a relationship should be based on what you're giving me and what I'm giving you. It should be like based... A transaction, yeah? Yeah, it's not a transaction. So, yeah, basically, when you talk, talk about time, uh, trust and and, uh, and building, building, sorry, building healthy relationships based on patience uh, and, and, and the taking time to heal, then you're bound to have a positive outcome. Mm. Okay, cool. I like that. Patience once in a while. You know, it's funny. It's <laughs> like when, because we do tend to flare up. The whole countdown thing when you're told, like when you get angry, count backwards Today. from 10. And then it's, you're struggling. What comes after 9? What comes after 8? To like remove your focus on what basically is making you feel upset, right? Because mm. that basically gives you time to focus, to to. to actually not focus to stop your focus on what's making you angry mm. and what is actually going to affect your relationship mm. because that moment like Sally said one moment of anger and you said the wrong things getting that back can do so much damage to a particular relationship that is not yes. actually not worth it at all yeah and, and actually if you think about it in reality it's easier said than done trust oh, me i'm yes. not saying this in an authoritative way that hey for sure can you offend for sure i'll take time no oh, it has to be a conscious effort where you consciously tell yourself and you can't do this if you're not if you're not with a motive to love somebody like have motives for your relationship guys don't just friendship family relationships like get to get to the point where you want to build a relationship for the benefit of both of you so and, and that is love so from that point of view then time and patience will become your norm of course the first time you'll get upset there are times i mean honestly even with my family with my friends certain friends i'm like honestly like why am i your friend why are we together yeah. like what what well, exactly yeah but then like when you now go into more intimate relationships where you're looking at marriage when you're looking at where you know many of us want to reach that point build those characteristics even before you enter an intimate relationship yes. practice with your friends are you patient are you the last person to be to criticize are you giving them the benefit of doubt Take time apart. I mean, the sad thing with marriage, you can't walk out of your marriage and say, I'm not sleeping here tonight. And that's, I'm not advocating for married people to do that. There's a way in which, if you've entered marriage, there's a way in which you have to, you know, work it out together. But if you're, if It's you're, called practicing healthy relationships, yeah, <laughs> basically. So if you can yeah. do that in your own, you, when you're single, with your siblings, you know, give time. Take a breath. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. You know, stay calm and make sure you're patient with yeah. one another. I want to throw this to Carol, where we think about love and forgiveness, yeah? Mm. And when, when I think about this particular statement, I think about how God has always loved us and always forgiven us, despite mm. 
the number of things that we may do yeah so how do you apply this so that you can get a healthy relationship and therefore how do you in a way that is cheerful at the end of the day so you don't feel like it's taking away from you by showing love and forgiveness it's quite a hard question but i'll try and answer it in a practical way so um learning to forgive quickly helps you um and forgiveness helps you not the person you're forgiving that's true because on the other hand, if you do not forgive what happens, you'll have bitterness in your heart and you'll be very resentful towards this person. Mm. So you're carrying this burden psychologically in your mind and heart about this person who at times probably has no clue so that they've happened? messed up. And you know who, who gets messed up? It affects your mood. It affects even how you relate with other people. And what I've learned is that bitterness clouds your judgment Correct. What I would say is that bitterness is poison in relationships. So true. be that yeah. it's your mom, your husband, your dad who's annoyed you, it goes back to if you do not forgive quickly, that unforgiveness becomes bitterness. Bitterness becomes resentment. And you feel so unfulfilled. You feel so empty. It does not help you. And even it does not help this other person. And I th think at the end of the day, God created us to to be human beings that relate with one another. And he tells us the first command that I I give you after love your God is love your neighbor as yourself. So he actually commands us to love. It's not easy to love people, especially when someone has wronged you. And then about the forgiveness, but remember that when you carry, when you don't forgive someone, God yeah. is also not forgiving you. Because even in the Lord's Prayer, we pray that forgive me for my trespasses and I've forgiven those who've trespassed against me. So it goes back to, it's something that you have to be deliberate about. It does not come, it does not come um, normally. It's not mm. a, a normal thing. It's not a switch button. It's you have to decide in your heart. Yeah. And and more so if you think that living with your siblings is harder, hey, get way to get married. You're gonna have it tough. <laughs> like at times, I'm usually like, what did I get myself into? Because I, I really can't remember so many instances of the closer a relationship you have with someone the more they will keep stepping on your toes yes. and the more you keep stepping on their toes. So I keep looking at my mom and I are close and also my sister and I are close, but I don't think the offenses are as many as I feel my husband's offenses to me are. But it goes back to it's because of the bond we've built and then also over the years, so go back, going back to Sally's point, over the years as you build a relationship with someone, you're able to, to see this one I can let go. The things that year one when we became friends, then I would do and I'll be like, what's up with that girl? I'm going to shoot her brains out. Right now, the she violent. does. Yeah. <laughs> then I have no comment. Yeah. I know. So right now, the things she does, and even I'll be like, I expected that of Diana. Because you see, as time goes, you grow together and you develop patience towards another, Something. which enables love to thrive and forgiveness yes. to be happening. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a whole cycle that it's, if you've wronged me, I will communicate. And because I communicate about you wronging me and because we've learned to grow together, you will apologize. When you apologize, what happens? Forgiveness happens. Yeah. When forgiveness happens, what happens? We live still in a love relationship, be it a spouse, a sibling. So it's a full circle and it goes back to all those things are deliberate. What if apology doesn't happen? 
at times you accept apologies even from people who've not said it you accept it in your head <laughs> he apologized hey yo and you move on because but if you do not if you wait for him to say he's sorry or her to say that they are sorry it's, it doesn't help you at times you accept that apology even when it's not given for your own sake i love my brother he's such a peacemaker in our family yeah. my brother by the way if you wrong him and he knows that you guys are struggling in your relationship but they imagine mm-hmm. he tell you i'm sorry even if it's not him just being the bigger person mm-hmm. for the team yeah and it goes back to if you're a believer truly what does god's word say about you live at peace with everyone as long as it's possible with you yeah. so that living at peace with everyone as long as it's possible with your terms it calls for modoni i am sorry though i know modoni wronged me yeah. and you move on so that you stop the strife that you're having in any effort basically to maintain a healthy relationship yeah. there's there's a skill that i learned from carol that really helps me <laughs> let me hear with my mom right because you know <laughs> the way it doesn't that's because you in a relationship doesn't mean that you always have peace oh yeah and the longer and the deeper those relationships are like we're talking about your husband basically mm. the more they can really get into your skin yeah. right so carol has this effective way of dealing <laughs> with, with your mom with your mom your parents your parents in general yeah and she, she remembers the fact that when we were babies we didn't have diapers mm. we were nappies <laughs> so she does the whole thing she changed your my nappies. nappies not diapers she, she changed, changed. She my nappies them. she washed them she changed them so one day i think my mom and i were in the middle of something i end up calling her and i was just like she changed my nappies she changed my nappies she changed my nappies oh it comes you down because the thing is ultimately come to realize no no but it's true because the thing is i'm quick to imagine that my mom is wronging me because she doesn't like me and she wants the worst and she wants the worst for me but if you really think about this and this is our parents right they took care of us when we were a mess as in i've never had my mom complain about you know changing my nappies and anything mm-hmm. she's never complained about labor and my mom was induced to have me i know i got to know this story like two years back and had at no point she ever talked about how her labor was how her whole thing was exactly so when now she just you know asks me a little bit you don't even know what she's what she's done to put up with you yeah like i remember my mom till today she has a stomach issue that attempts her stomach aches from as years she had when she was having me 31 years ago eh? you and so you really never mentioned like, it so yeah, so yeah, when yeah. she's so asking you to take her to the market and you're busy here thinking I know. what is wrong you're wondering uh you do understand that all the things you know she, first of all she went through the terrible twos yeah there was a teenage which was just everything there's their homework thank you mom then dressed you up and everything so i think at the end of the day when you're trying to maintain some of these relationships you need to remember how far you've come from because it's so quick to imagine that things are going wrong now yet you don't know how long i've worked with you you know you don't know you have no idea how how somebody has seen you through something yet here you're busy being angry with them Mm. so it's really important for you to like you know step back have a look learn how to communicate allow time to come through you know allow pa- allow for patience forgiveness mm-hmm. every single minute very important right mm-hmm. so as we wind up part one, next time we'll be talking about boundaries which i think is also very important in maintaining healthy relationships i can't wait so what would you be a final you know shot for this session mine would be always evaluate the cost of that friendship or relationship before you make a very harsh action towards it because 
you may decide I'm going to pour my 1,000 words in a minute, but it will damage that relationship forever. And certainly, you cannot put back words in your mouth. You cannot yeah. take them back. Okay. I think for me, uh, as a statement I had, it says, when the purpose of the thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Now I'll use this in terms of healthy relationship and boundaries. Have you defined the purpose of that relationship? Mm. Or are you in relationships that have no purpose or adding value? Because abuse will be inevitable in those relationships. Mm. It really makes you now wonder what is worth, what relationship are worth keeping. Exactly. Mm. Because not every relationship you maintain mm. is important. Mm. You know, sometimes actually people are keeping unhealthy relationships that do nothing for them. You have them. to do an audit. You have to do an audit. You have to, to see do an what needs to go away. 80-20 rule. Mm. 20, yeah, to see... <coughs> As it is this friendship worth it? Yeah. Because sometimes you're holding on to things here that you really need to let go of. <coughs> and no matter how many times you give it patience and no matter how you communicate, you just keep going around in circles. In circles yeah. It might be time to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Diana. Sally? Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm learning a lot because this is something that I, I would not say in totality that I have just particularly um overcome all this it's something because it's something that i grow with and every time i remember these things you know communication patience time and forgiveness it's easier said than done but relationships don't last because of the good times Mm -hmm. they last because the hard times were handled with love and care so the basis of everything is love and care so when you have love you will remember that to love somebody even how you want to be loved it's based on these things you want to be able to effectively communicate you want to be able to be effectively heard when you're saying something you want to be forgiven and care is that extra effort you put in order for you to be able to be loved so that's what i'm saying thank you sally so as we wind up just want to keep reminding our listeners to find us on our blog Yes. On 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 our well Facebook, on our Instagram, on YouTube. We are SOS Dadas. That's our handle for all of those. Thank you so much for Billy Black, our super producer. He is also super cool. So until <laughs> next time. Bye bye.